up, everybody? You are tuned into the Elks Call from the Elks Herd. My name is Scout, aka the Rep from Section X. Today, and your co host, <laughs> uh, aka hashtag do you even else. Do you even else in the house? Kathy, how are you doing today? Doing well. Great on. Just another day giving this a go. <laughs> just, just another day putting just up with my yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so guys, thank you so much for joining us on our very first episode. Uh, this is the first time we're actually running it live. Uh, we're going to have a good time with everybody here. Most importantly, we have a special guest today. He is officially the USA Southeast Director for Shotgun Sports Network and a USFL media member covering the Birmingham Stallions as the Stallion Stampede. Ryan Messer, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you guys for having me on. Oh, I couldn't, couldn't be more stoked to have you on, man. Uh, as our first guest, we've uh, known you for a hot minute now. So really, really stoked about what you're doing down there. Stoked about the Birmingham Stallions. Potentially going to get a chip. Back to back, hopefully. We'll see. Hey, man, we're, we've been cheering them on from up here. Uh, you know, we we do focus on the Elks for football, but uh, the Birmingham Stallions are kind of like our USFL team now. So, super super stoked for them. <laughs> I hope they get the championship right away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. I think, you know, before we get into this, I just wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping here. As in, let everybody know that this is our first episode. So, I apologize in advance if there's any technical difficulties or if something doesn't go right. We are trying very hard to make this as seamless as possible, but so I just wanted to point that out in case there's any snags or anything. But we're super excited about it, and uh, yeah, what uh, we're what are we here to do? Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about that Edmonton Elks game we just witnessed there on Sunday. Uh, Nineteen losses in a row as of as of Sunday night, so a little bit frustrating. So we're gonna we're gonna recap that here with Ryan. And then we're also going to do an Edmonton sports update with PSN 1260 no longer having skin in the game. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do some updates on Edmonton sports, keep everybody in the know, and uh, kind of build upon that, build upon what PSN 1260 was already doing. So big shout out to those guys. Uh, we got to see them there on Sunday at the Edmonton Elks tailgate. It was uh, it was really, really good catching up with uh, Matthew Omonic, Dave Jameson, Lieutenant Eric, all those guys, and uh, they're in good spirits. and. They've been out there enjoying a lot of sports games in Edmonton uh, since that fateful day. So uh, good for them. Good for them. Uh, but we definitely want to build upon what they're doing too. Uh, and then finally, we're going to interview Ryan. Ask Mr. Messer here about uh, the Birmingham Stallions, what's going on down in the USFL and his background in media. So first off, let's go ahead and recap that game day um yeah, we actually had uh, mr messer there ryan he took a look at the game because not only is he a stallions fan he's a football fan so he was definitely interested in seeing some of the games and he reviewed the footage so he definitely i'm sure has some things to uh say in this little round table that we have but um yeah let's go in order and let's just talk about the game uh you know that that first quarter well i got there a little late i got there about maybe 10 minutes before the quarter ended, mm-hmm. the first quarter. But that was when uh, number 10, Sims, he did that kick return all the way to midfield. 
So that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool thing to walk into. I'm not gonna lie. No, oh, that was that was a big play. Sims was uh, Sims was a really big player in uh, that one. I think his uh, his return yards were two hundred and sixty something, two hundred eighty. He had a crazy amount of return uh, yards on that game, and then uh, yeah, I mean that that first quarter it looked like we were a good football team. It looked like we were competitive. We got a touchdown first. Uh, the Elks were celebrated a little bit uh, a little bit hard on uh, the TSN cameras there, so. We're really excited. We thought we were going to get some good traction there. We thought uh, we thought a win was in sight. But what do you think, Ryan? Uh, you, you mentioned the Sims long uh, return. Uh, I, the actual the, the announcers actually mentioned that uh, the Elks haven't even had a uh, return for touchdown for in over ten years. I was like, that's a crazy stat because uh, we actually talking about the Stallions. Uh, uh, Deion Kane actually had uh, back-to-back games where he had a, a kick return for touchdown uh, in in consecutive games, and I was like, to go ten years without a kick return for touchdown—that's that, insane. Yeah, we can't buy so, one. Man. We can't we can't buy one up here. We call it the, <laughs> we call it the curse of Gizmo Gizmo Williams Henry Gizmo right. Williams. He was the legendary. We haven't, we haven't had a single. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Gizmo would do it almost every game. He would be uh, running down the field and squirming through everybody. And uh, ever since Gizmo left, uh, we can't buy one. Like, I mean, we just can't. We can't buy a return. So, like Ryan, Ryan over here is like, yeah, you know, back to back games, return touchdowns, no big deal. And we're like, what's that? What? What is that? What is that? What did you say? What did you say? Ten years? <laughs> yeah, you're like, wow. I think it's ridiculous. A whole decade without seeing a return. So that was that. I mean, I personally didn't even know that stat, so that makes it even more exciting. But and I mean, also for Cornelius, it kind of looked good, you know, in that first quarter. He had that run. He ran. Yeah. He seemed confident. It was. It, it, it was something that we hadn't necessarily seen from him, so it was an exciting kind of start to the game. Yeah, it's like a throwback to like end of year Cornelius right. last year, right? Taylor Cornelius last year. Uh, he, he seemed to find his footing, and he was winning football games, and he was putting the team into those positions. But uh, this first quarter looked like that, right? Yeah. This first quarter looked like that. Um, and then, yeah, Kevin Brown was the guy for the touchdown, so he ran that in. Uh, it was a strong arm and a hurdle, so it was it was really good. It was really good. But who, uh, who was the other? Who was the other returner, or sorry, not returner, but running back of the game that uh, the, the had Toronto. an impact? Yeah. <laughs> Toronto, Toronto's Olet, Olet, or however you say Olet. yes, Olet. <laughs> I'm not French, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> but I think that was, um, yeah, I mean, we saw a couple of plays by him and a touchdown, I believe. That was his first touchdown as well, on the first. Yeah. I believe, and Tied it, it up. That was, that was kind of like a scary moment suddenly he came out of nowhere and <laughs> he kept coming out of nowhere that's that a of problem nowhere. in that game uh okay second quarter yeah uh, i think the second quarter we saw a couple of cornelius saps mm-hmm. so that's i think when we started seeing his confidence dwindle a little bit um, yeah i actually uh, I, I started to notice myself where he was starting to make poor decision making on trying to hold on to the ball too long you know uh that, that's where it started to seem like it was started going downhill, in my opinion. Yeah, no, well, and you're, and you're right. I mean, every time you take a hit, it does kind of hurt your confidence, but... Uh, well, but at the same time, the Argo is kind of collapsed the pocket, so it's that more... Yeah. It's not necessarily O-line. just a QB 
issue, right? right? It's not just a quarterback issue. That's but like Ryan said as well, it's all about those decisions, right? Yeah. Which we'll get to the right. fourth quarter and the third quarter. But um, <laughs> the decision-making, Ryan, you're completely on point. It's You kind of need your quarterback to be able to throw the ball away or, you know, uh, uh, know when to drop and know when to throw it or know when to shovel it off or just do something with the ball, right? And like you said, Cornelius, he, uh, he started to get into that bad habit of, of bad decisions. Yeah, then we saw, however, the first touchdown. No, was it second, the second, second, second one of the game. Yeah, first one of the quarter, boy. yeah. Yeah, that was Pure Boy with yeah, uh, Pure the Pure Boy six, uh, pick six, yeah. Yes. So, Ryan, real quick, how do you how do you know who Luches Pure Boy is? Well, uh, of course, I'm actually here in Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm a big Alabama fan, SEC, NCAA um, fan, so... I've actually got my uh, Bryce Young signed uh, uh-huh. helmet right here. So, um, but yeah, he uh, he gave us a little bit of trouble a uh, few years back <laughs> when he was with Florida. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Okay, Florida Gators, right? Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Okay, okay. That make that makes a lot more sense. So, uh, yeah, cool. you were not liking him <laughs> when you were watching. <laughs> Yeah, and I think after that, we saw a little bit of um, issue with the D-line as well when they started letting Kelly in. Yeah. Um, they, he broke that tackle. There was there, there seemed to be no coverage mm-hmm. there when we saw that, um, and that's when they went in for their second touchdown. Right. Too, so. um, but I think after that, we had Kyron Moore, number three, but a really good run. I, I actually don't remember much of the second, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, we we brought it up close, right? We went into the half yeah. down by one. Yeah, well, we went. I know that um, Cornelius had that really nice completion. And? and? <laughs> Sorry. Our cat just came in. So if yeah. you suddenly see a little kitty walking around, you know why. <laughs> and, uh, but, yes, Cornelius had the nice completion, and that just led for Faithful to kick it home at the end of the second. Yeah. So that's... Uh, other than that, Ryan, is there anything that kind of popped at you, you know, in the first quarter? Or overall? second quarter, um, right? I mean, first half. But, I mean, yeah, like like y'all mentioned, uh, the O-line issues with the it just collapsing on uh, on him. Like you said, it just got worse over time. And it was just like once they started, that, uh, that offense started, there was no stopping it. Yeah. Yeah, and Chad Kelly, I mean, we got to give Chad Kelly credit. Uh, that guy's been busting it, trying to get back into the scene. Um, he he was basically given his shot in the Grey Cup last year. Like, he, he wasn't exactly given his shot right away. He had to wait for an injury and then come in and then finish up a game, right? So, the, the, the problem there is that nobody really saw enough of Chad Kelly to be able to make an assumption going into this year. However, in my opinion, I already kind of thought that Chad Kelly was, because of the amount of work that he puts in, I had a feeling that he was going to be a good quarterback this year. Um, Unfortunately for us, he did have a good first half. Now, halftime, going into the going in, going to that fateful. You know what? I actually walked away from halftime. That's when I stepped away and I went to the concession to get myself some popcorn and, you know, something to eat. And I was actually... You know, feeling pretty okay. Uh, we did not go into the second half with the lead, but I was, you know, just by the way that we were playing. Yeah, so yeah. You thought, you, you thought we could win, right? Yeah, we could I, win. I had hopes. And then I came back, 
and uh, yeah, that's uh, that was Edmonton Elks third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, let's let's dig into this third quarter. Um, started with Cornelius at quarterback, and then we ended with Daggy with a little bit of Bloxley in the middle. Uh, Catherine? Yeah, well, uh, we saw that Olet, Olet, once again, such a powerhouse. He went in wide open for another touchdown, mm-hmm. and then Kelly just went in right in as well, untouched. For a two-pointer afterwards, so that just kind of—I uh, remember mentioning to you that it just seemed like the team gave up. Yeah, point, you know that it just felt like they, <clears throat> they looked demoralized. They looked without energy. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh no!" Well, <laughs> one trouble. of those one of those touchdowns came off of a uh, block punt, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, with Julian. Yeah. Julian had another block punt as well, so it was like a series of unfortunate events yeah. that we kept seeing there at the beginning of the well throughout the. Throughout the quarter. Well, and and see the thing is with that is that you know the 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 morale got low. The players started to you know shrug the shoulders, and you know they looked like they were disinterested or frustrated, right? They looked yeah. frustrated. Yeah, they did. They did. And oh, Oled went in for his third as yeah. well. So he got a nice little hat trick on that. <laughs> and I, I think I was reading some stats on that that we don't see hat tricks no. very often. No, so that was uh, a really good dad for him. And then Kai Loxley comes in and bubbles the ball, right? Just the last thing that we need is like putting salt in the wound, right? Yeah. After you see <laughs> all of those little mistakes, after all you see how demoralized the team is, you don't see, you see pockets that are wide open, you see no coverage, and it's just, it was not a good third period, quarter. No, and then, and then of course, breaking down that Kai Loxley incident, so, um, Chris Jones obviously had enough. He needed to get a spark. It's just like Ryan, you know, Kathy, you know, when they do the the goalie swap in hockey, they're trying to pick the team back up, trying to get the team to do something, right? It's like the meme with the point and the stick, do (laughs) something. So they throw in Loxley, and Loxley basically had one chance. He fumbles it. um, He goes off to the sidelines. He's upset. They put in Daggy, and there was a short yardage attempt. And the reports, excuse me, our sources, our sources. <laughs> our sources. So our sources say that uh, Kyle Loxley was was told to go in for a short yardage attempt, which is the role that he's been uh, playing all year. So he goes in, or he, sorry, he goes to go in. Uh, Chris Jones, or uh, offensive coordinator, whoever asked him to go in, and he flat out refused. And a refusal in the world of football is pretty much your plane ticket home. Uh, so Raid uh, immediately after that, after his refusal, Kai Loxley went around like 15 yards, 20 yards away, and watched the rest of the game from um, an area of the sidelines, completely away from his teammates. So when that had happened, he basically took himself out of the game. Really disappointing. I, I, have you ever seen anything like that, Ryan? I really haven't. I mean, well... I'm sorry, I did see that one time in a college game, I forgot, I believe it was last year, it was toward the end of a season, um, a player uh, refused to go in because uh, he felt like he didn't want to get injured, so it was actually, uh, he actually got removed from the team, so yeah. it was, it was like you said, it, it is a clean ticket home, so... Uh, wow. I mean, 
mean, yeah, I think it was a big. I think it was a Big Ten team. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a job, right? Sometimes job. you don't necessarily want to do the things that you have to do for your job, but you're getting no. paid for it, right? So, well, and it's the team aspect as well. Like, I mean, you don't—you're never supposed to give up on your team. You're never—you're never supposed to give up on anybody within that organization as long as you're being paid, right? So, at that point, like, and Kai Loxley was still given an opportunity to go back into the game. Now, obviously, we don't think that he would have been starter for let's say this game coming up but maybe there is a chance right or maybe something happens to the other quarterbacks and now he's the starter well and he clearly wanted that opportunity right i mean yeah. how many name changes or title changes he went through and then he decided that he was going to be a quarterback right? yeah. that's that was his goal that's what he wanted well right? let's say so, even at Bandai, right we talked right. to kyle oxley at Bandai, uh and we're like hey you're the uh uh quarter uh what is it uh the quarter, what is it? The quarter, no. quarter wide receiver. Quarter, yeah. No, quarter like receiver that. back. I think it's quarter, <laughs> quarter receiver back. So Kyle Oxley was, you know, kind of marketed that as per the team and himself. And then he got a permanent quarterback position. And I had mentioned that phrase to him. I'm like, hey, you're the quarter, uh, quarter, quarter, receiver. Uh, quarter <laughs> receiver back for the Edmonton Elves now. And he's like, nah, it's quarterback. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, like, like, like that's cool. I kind of enjoyed the play. But that's how much uh, pride that he took in that job. So he fought for that job. He got there, and then it all fell apart for him. Who knows why? Um, like, I mean, no matter what, we're going to wish Kyle Oxley the best going forward. It's rather unfortunate that that's how it turned out. You never want to see a guy uh, get removed really from that. Right? It's a yeah. whole lot of hearsay and rumors. But, I mean, what you see is the impression that you're going to get, right? And yeah. that's what we saw. No. Uh, All right. So Deggy comes in. He comes in in that third yeah. quarter, and then he balls out for the fourth. Yeah. Well, the fourth was kind of slow starting. I oh think. no. He, so he balled out in, yeah, in between the two. Yeah. But no, he yeah. balled out between the two. Yeah. I think it was like ten minutes left into the game, like left of the game. That things just things just got exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very last. It was a very exciting last ten minutes of the game. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that, right? You no, know, we had, um, you know, Sims again with another big return with ten minutes left on the clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was exciting, and then Diggy came in. We saw some crazy passes that he did. The sidearm. Sidearm. He did. A, he did a Patrick <laughs> Mahomes sidearm, and we had the right behind view from where we were sitting, and he just kind of like goes like this and 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 bosses it. Sidearm. I think both of us went. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> we saw that. Well, we don't in the CFL. You don't really see plays like that, right? I mean, you got three downs. You got to get rid of the ball real quick, and usually you're going for a big play. Excuse me, it could be a running play. Um, you know, it's 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 mostly either very short or very long. Yeah. Uh, you don't really have that slow grinding play like right. you see in the NFL, right? Yeah. Or even USFL. So. Um, yeah, you never really see sidearms. You never really see anybody uh, starting their stuff, but. Deggy's somebody that we've liked since yeah. uh, preseason game one. Uh, we instantly knew that this guy has some starter potential. Uh, not gonna not gonna pump his tires too much because he hasn't even started a game yet. <laughs> but that being said, in his relief uh, in his relief appearance, and then of course preseason as well for that one quarter, uh, he he actually looks like a franchise quarterback out there. So we'll see what happens with Deggy. Uh, we'll see what happens with Deggy. 
Ryan, what do you what do you think of Daggy? Jared Daggy. Um I think he did well. I think he did pretty good. I mean, all things considered, it was only one game, so yeah, I mean, it was only ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was only like, one quarter. yeah, <laughs> yeah, one quarter. So I mean, he he did pretty good for himself. Yeah, I for think what, he'll what he'll he had, what he had, for what he had. Yeah. Well, well is I think it's like what we heard today, right? That it's we still have to see, right? He was in there for garbage time. Yeah. So we just have to see whether it was placed for garbage time or if it's actually something that he'll be able to bring into the game for a full game. Right. I mean, he did pass. He made a good pass. It turned into a uh, pass interference. Yeah. Uh, so that prevented Gino, who is from getting the touchdown, I believe, so from completing. No. Um, no. I'm wondering if that's where he got hurt because afterwards he also had a little, <coughs> he had a little bit of an issue after with the ball security. Yeah, right? the fumble. Like he, the fumble. He fumbled the ball right as he was going to the end zone and both across. Right. Yeah, somewhere in between that play and the fumble. Uh, yeah, somewhere between those, he ended up developing any injuries on the six-game now, so that's rather disappointing. Gino, star wide receiver, Super money man in the CFL, unfortunately. Second year in a row, we have the most I know. Um, uh, most expensive wide receiver, and unfortunately for Horrible us, they are injured. And we also have the Arsenault. Manny Arsenault. Um, who else? There's another big name that's uh, on the Aaron Grimes still on there. Right. So uh, it's, it's disappointing. So whenever you see those, it's disappointing. But, yeah. I mean, with six minutes left, though, of the uh, period, it's just a game. Purifoy came back for another one. Yeah. Right? So that was, that was great. Um, but then again, just another example of why we have to be careful with Dayee, right? Mm-hmm. To see if it was garbage time or if he's actually a really good quarterback. He did throw that intercept that yeah. resulted in in a pick six for the other And team. he did say he got fooled on that one, right. so okay. it's on him for, for learning yeah. a little bit more, right? But obviously, obviously he's out there kind of fresh, right? He's not, uh... But then right after that, we had yet another fantastic return by Sims. Yeah. So uh, I was super impressed by, I don't want to say it out loud, but I did have a little name for him. <laughs> was, I don't want to say it. I'm going to get in trouble yeah, if I say it, it. so I'm not going to do it. So, <laughs> But right after that, we also had Iggy once again, right at the end of the game, um, on the first and ten. Yeah. So, personally, that was a little bit of, you know, mild PTSD from the previous game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> getting to that first and ten, you're like, oh, no, no, no we're yeah, here again. <laughs> well, that was the first and one on that three or times. Or something, that I mean. right? Yeah. Yeah. But when you get that close, Well, exactly. he got that close. I think they got, like, first or second and two, right? Yeah. And, uh, but he ended up with a touchdown. That yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it, it, yet again. That Hail Mary. Right that Hail Mary at the end, yeah. That Hail Mary that he, you know, escaped from the pocket. He got hit, but I he still managed it. to throw it. The Forbes Mumblo. And yeah. what's interesting about that play, too, sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to cut you off, it. but um, Judd Roberts, shout out, E Legend Judd Roberts. He dropped it in our inbox at the Elksford on Twitter. Uh, he said, hey, make sure that you check out what uh, Josiah St. John did, uh, right tackle, I believe. Uh, yeah, he ended up actually pushing, he pushed a guy right around Daggy. So that guy was not allowed to get to Daggy as per uh, JSJ. So JSJ, he's he's doing all right on that O-line. The rest of the guys kind of need to step it up a little bit. We hope that uh, the O-line gets it together. This week, uh, Martinez Ivy's in there. I- Ivy Martinez is in there. So 
he's going to be a bit of an improvement, I think, because we haven't seen that good of an O line <laughs> yeah. right now. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Any 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 big points for you in that uh, fourth there, Ryan? Um, not really. I mean, it just it. They try. They seem like they tried to want to try to make a comeback there toward the end, but it, of course, it was just a little too late. Um, but Chad Kelly just reminds me of when he was back in his college years, man. I mean, it's just crazy to see how far he's come. Uh, of course, he did beat Alabama the year that we won. It was our only loss the back in 2015 when uh, we won the national championship. But um, it, it was he's he's a he's an incredible athlete, uh, nonetheless. Yeah, Chad, Chad Kelly, he's definitely on my radar. Oh, for sure. I remember walking to the game, and you're like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go, because yeah. they have Chad Kelly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, he's a, and see, that's the thing, though, right, is it's the players who are the hard workers behind the scenes. Like, uh, Chad Kelly, as soon as he won the Grey Cup, I think he took about one day to celebrate, and then he was back working out for yeah. the next season. And like, I think that's also why we like Dayton so much, right? Even 100%. though he's so new to this and we haven't seen enough of it. It's yeah. just that per- that characteristics that we see that are very similar to those quarterbacks that are going hard and they're doing mm-hmm. well. Right? Hard worker, studying the plays, yeah. making sure that he's uh, doing his work, acting like a leader. Right? Because that was one of the things that I noticed and maybe that's just my bias but as soon as he came in the team kind of started lifting up. You saw a little bit more excitement. You saw a will to win. Right. Right. Even if it was too late, a little too late, uh, there was still that kind of turning around from the third quarter that everybody seemed so defeated and with right. no energy yep. and not looking like they didn't want to play to suddenly turning it around completely. Right. So I've always, one of the things that I've seen is that it, it's who leads the team, right? If your leader has a plan, they have a game plan and mm-hmm. they have the right attitude, the team will follow and you Maybe that. Maybe he's that guy. And I mean, down in, <laughs> let's say, with down in college, uh, SEC, where Ryan's at, uh, Nick Saban, the head coach, he's always going to be the leader down there because you got a new quarterback every, you know, three, four years or whatever, right? But uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Kirby Smart's kind of put a, put a, been putting a little bit of a hurting on us lately. So. Uh, not- that's so, not good. <laughs> no, it's sweat. really not. You never so, sweat, Bama boy. You never sweat. I know, I know. But, hey, it was nice having him while he was with us uh, as our uh, defense coordinator. But now that he's over in Georgia, he's kind of uh, started up his new brand and it's stealing everybody from us. So. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, the Georgia Bulldogs, I mean, uh, Stetson Bennett. I'm uh, I'm not exactly sold on him, but he does well enough to, to win a championship. So, uh, Stetson yeah. Bennett, I'm not 100% sold on him either, but he knows how to lead a team. Yeah. As far as a leadership aspect, athletic-wise, he's decent enough to win, obviously, a championship. Um, two championships. But, um, however... I, I, I respect his leadership more because he actually knows how to go out and actually lead the team. 
Um, however, he had the tools around him to actually lead that team. So that's it was. I, I blame it on the uh, the tools he had around him. Nice. I like how it's like not I credit. I blame. I blame. Like you know, this guy is the reason why Bama's losing and Bama's not getting these big chips anymore. Uh, perfect. Okay. Well, I mean, we we got our next game coming up tomorrow night against the Ottawa Red Blacks, uh, June thirtieth. I believe we're gonna get a win. Uh, I believe in Dave. Somebody's somebody's gonna get their first win. Yeah. <laughs> We were talking about this, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to say it. I don't want to jinx it. I don't. Well, and we also have to remember, too, Ottawa also has a home losing streak of 13 games right now. I believe 13 or 14 or something like we're that. We're winning so. at something. Uh, no, no, we don't. We, don't. We, want to, okay, we want to extend their streak at the same time as we eliminate our streak. So, I mean, you know. Or at least at least just get a win. We just need right. to get a win while we increase their streak. That's, that's exactly what we're doing. We're going to win. I think so. Um, all right. So, cool. Let's wrap that up. Uh, next up, we're going to give you guys an Edmonton sports rundown. Like we said, I mean, with 1260 off the air, these updates got to come from somewhere. We're not going to be the only channel. We really hope that uh, all the podcasters and uh, fan site media, non-traditional media, we really hope that everybody does pump up the tires on uh, Edmonton sports. So that being said, tonight the Edmonton Rotor Hawks are taking on the Bellingham Bulls again to finish up uh, that homestand. They ended up winning last night. I want to say like 6-5 or 5-4. It was a close one last night. They also celebrated TSN 1260. So like I said, those guys are making the rounds right now. Go get the free beer, guys. Go get those free drinks. Uh, tomorrow night, the River Hawks will be taking on the... Wenatchee applesauce. That's a name. Applesauce. Apple what is? It's not sauce. <laughs> oh, it's socks. Oh, I heard. S O X. Like like. I, I don't know. I like applesauce. <laughs> like the white sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, we definitely don't have any live scores. Uh, so can't can't tell you what the score is down there at uh, Remax Field right now. Uh, CBL Edmonton Stingers. I want to say that they beat uh, Scarborough's shooting star. No, 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 no. They're playing against them right now. They're both 5-5. Five and five. There you go. 5-5. Five and five. Uh, They're playing right now. Once again, no live scores. We are not... Uh, we don't have that infrastructure. So, sorry, guys. Apologize. But uh, anytime you can make it down to the hangar, the, the arena formerly known as the Hive, down at the Edmonton Expo, Really good time. We went for a FIBA Canada game. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I had never been there. Yeah, before. that was my first time going, and it was. Uh, it was actually my first time seeing a basketball game live. So right. I, I thought it was super quick. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to football, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean it's done?" Yeah. But yeah, so it was good. <laughs> no, it totally is. Uh, we definitely want to make it down there quick. Uh, we got to get down there before the season wraps up because I think they only have something like. Five more home games? Oh, yeah. yeah, their season wraps up pretty quick. Um, as well, with the NHL draft happening over the last couple of days, some news that we have. AJHL, Sherwood Park Crusader, Ty Mueller, was drafted by the Vancouver Canucks in the fourth round at pick 105. Congrats, Ty. 
An Edmonton Oil Kings defenseman uh, Wojtek Hort was drafted by the Anaheim Ducks in the sixth round, 161 overall. Congrats, Wojtek. Uh, lastly, Kathy and I just came back. We, we literally just set up this podcast on a so scramble. Like <laughs> yes. I uh, I dressed down for the podcast, and she just stayed dressed. Thanks, Kathy, for staying no dressed problem. for the podcast. Somebody's going to bring the uh, well, we could have used the viewers. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, lastly, Kathy, okay, so we just came back from the Football Alberta Canada Cup kickoff party. It was an awesome time. Uh, 6.30, Chad's uh, Jalen Nye, and then her husband, Jim, who works, he's the um, marketing director, I believe he's the senior marketing director for Football Alberta. And they're going to be putting on the Canada Cup in two weeks. Yeah, like that's weeks. coming up really quick. So, I mean, when it comes to local talent, local young talent. Canadian talent. Canadian talent. That is happening here right away. So, if you didn't even know about it, what is it that you said is the best? Uh, it's, it's, it's the best untold secret. The best uh, unknown secret. Yeah, I mean. Basically, uh, June 15th, Conwell Stadium for the finals. They're going to have another two games uh, at other areas in Edmonton. I believe I saw Foot Field on there. Uh, possibly Jasper Place. But definitely Foot Field. Conwell Stadium is where it's all going to be going down. That would be on the, I believe, quarterfinals are on the ninth. The semifinals yeah. are on the 12th. That is at Foot Field. And then the finals are in Conwell on the 15th. Look at you with the dates. I wish. I, 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 this is Steve. This is why. This is why you're on the podcast. Um, so yeah. So thanks a lot, guys. Uh, thanks to Football Alberta for having us down. We're super excited. So our good friend Avery, uh, he's down there doing the media grind. Going to get involved with that as well. And it's it's something that hasn't really actually been promoted over the last while. Like you know, sometimes you know about it, but unless you're in the football community, uh, you probably haven't heard about even the Canada Cup. Right? It's U18 football. So. And the exciting thing as well is that next year they're bringing the world. Yeah. The world. So, the world cup. Yeah. yeah. The world cup. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was another name for it. But yes. No, flat out. So, it's uh, yeah. It's going to be the football world cup for U eighteen. Uh, there's going to be a ton of teams in there. There's a lot of representatives from many parts of the world. So everywhere we have. What did you say? Seventy. Japan. Japan is representing Asia. You know, we're already set with our Canada, Mexico, and. U.S. Yeah. candidates, so, and teams, yeah. so, those are set, and so that will be a fantastic time. That will be great. So, I mean, if you want to start getting into it now, two weeks from now is the time to go. This is it. Join <laughs> is the it. herd. Uh, join the herd. Get in on this. Uh, this is pretty much the start to the World Cup, so a uh, huge event this weekend. We're really, really, or sorry, this week, these next two weeks. Um, I want to say June 7th is the official or sorry, July 7th is the official start to it. Uh, that's when the teams are coming in. And then July 16th is when all the teams fly out. So the 15th yeah. is really, it's a really, really big day. So that's your Edmonton sports update. Uh, quite a bit going on, obviously, hockey. We got the draft, but uh, we're still, still a couple months away from AJHL and the crew. And the Edmonton Oilers traded away Yamamoto and Austin. Yeah, so clean costing gone, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Holland cab dump for Ryan's team, the Detroit Red Wings. They picked up the cab. Sure enough, Ryan is a Red Wings fan, so he well, he, he's excited. Look at, look, at, he got, look at the excitement on his face. Look at 
Oh, 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 I'm saving in the puck. Whoops. <laughs> That's my Dylan Larkin puck, so nice. I just got that uh, just recently, so. <laughs> you know what? I get it with Poston. He was asking for way too much money, I believe. But, I mean, Yamamoto hurts a little bit, I think, because he was just a little yamp that could. Yeah. It just <laughs> yeah, morale and happiness to the team. So. On Twitter, there's like the yam count. And yeah, there's there's quite a few uh, gimmicks around him. So it uh, maybe you guys are going to see that in yeah. uh, Detroit now. I'm sure it'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Treat him well. He's, uh, he's fresh. <laughs> I, like how, I like how Ryan, like even, you know, the Red Wings aren't good right now. He's like, yeah, we'll oh. see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I was very, I was very optimistic when uh, Stevie Y originally became the GM, but I right. can see the moves he's starting to make. It's a slow process, but it's, uh, it's it's starting to get there. It, it's slow but surely, I believe it's going to get there. Yeah, I mean rebuilds always suck. I'm a Leafs fan, so it feels like uh, the team's always in a rebuild. So uh, we finally just celebrated a, a second round uh, for you know. First time I've seen as from me watching them. So, uh, yeah, I feel your pain. I feel your pain, but you guys have recent success. So uh, I don't feel that bad for you, right? <laughs> not that bad. No, not that bad. Uh, all right, guys, to, to finish off this episode, we are going to interview our special guest of the day in a segment known as, known as The More You Didn't Know. <laughs> because because we don't want to get any sort of uh, copyright infringement, <laughs> trademark infringement from um, you know those guys in Whoever Thirty Rock, Thirty Rockefeller right. Plaza. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna name. Them, but, uh, they're 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 a lot bigger than we are. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, so Ryan, here we go. First question: How did you start your media career? Um, really, just uh. On the internet, um, playing around with you guys, talking to you guys. Um, I did get uh, connections through a few different people because um, I work for a big uh, corporation around the city of Birmingham, which is actually Canadian based. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was. Um, I've actually gained a few connections over the years because I've actually been able to rub elbows with a few people and actually uh, may actually maybe a little bit of a leak. I may actually be working on the uh, MLB game at uh, Rickwood, so which Love was it. originally going to be the replacement for the Field of Dreams game. So right, but you can't replace that, like. Even I was in agreement. Like you can't, you can't just go ahead and put a game in, you know, anywhere other than Iowa, and then call it the Field of Dreams. They, it wasn't going to be called the Field of Dreams game. People assume that this is what's going to be in ah. place of that until they get the repar the repairs done in Iowa to the field because they're actually making some new, um, doing some new construction over there. So. Which they just put down a half a million dollars for Rickwood this uh, to get ready for that in 2024. So wild. No, that that's gonna be sweet. I've I've actually recently watched uh, documentaries and everything else. So uh, I think that's super cool. Super stoked for you. Uh, if, you know, once again, if you do get in, uh, 
you do have good connections by now. We talk, <laughs> we talk from time to time. Uh, you know, you're you're part of the Shotgun Sports Network, and uh, you've been busting it down there. So uh, that leads me right into my second question. How did you get into running media for the USFL and the Birmingham Stallions? Because, like, like it seems like one day, you know, you woke up and you're making memes, and then all of a sudden the next day... You're, you're on the field. You're, you're in the field filming <laughs> yeah. these guys. So, yeah, let, uh, tell us about that. So, last year, I was just a big fan. Just love seeing uh, football back here in Birmingham, you know, um, other than just college football. Um, so, of course, talking to you guys and uh, working with you guys for years now, um, just tried to get in there and just get rubbed elbows with my connections and shot it up and it just fell right in place beautiful i love that the right place right time yeah right, right? that's my favorite <laughs> yeah no that's amazing and i mean you know we did we did talk quite a bit through the process but um it's not very often that you just kind of like shoot a dart or come up with an idea and you're able to you know execute it all within a week and like I said, you know, you're you're doing quite a bit down there on your own. However, uh, the the thought that that could even be a possibility, I personally was very very skeptical that yeah, that that this was going to happen. It's not that you could pull it off, but that this was going to happen because even you know for Shotgun Sports, we're even just a, a fresh media company right now. So yeah. you know, even with uh, the CFL Combine when we covered that, we didn't really think we were going to get in, and we did, and. Uh, kind of playing on that you all of a sudden just yeah i actually was able to use that as leverage to establish our credibility so that was actually i couldn't have done it without you guys so yeah we'll have to do the same yeah like you know you know what well i may have already already may have sent an email this week with that uh that line in there but uh yeah moving right along uh so question number three uh, what has the season been like down there in Birmingham for the Stallions? Like, uh, like a 2023 season. Give us a summary. So it's been insane. Like, y'all were talking about all the injuries you guys have. Um, it just the season just started, right? I mean, that's that was us. Um, first game we had. Um, uh, starters out on uh, defense, starters out on offense. Um, our quarterback went out. Uh, starting quarterback went out, and our uh, starting uh, fullback went out. So um, it was insane. And um, all of a sudden, here comes Alex Magoo, which was actually supposed to be the so supposed to have been the starter last year. But Jamar Smith wound up uh, taking that role. However, this year he had an injury to his, uh, I believe it was his pinky, but that actually uh, ended his season right there. So um, Alex Magoo did great. He stepped up, led the team. Um, uh, Bo Scarborough, he was, he wound up having an. Uh, a season-ending uh, knee injury. Um, uh, Shark Dog, oh, uh, Scooby Wright, he wound up having uh, issues with his 
neck and back. So uh, they wanted to take caution there. So he was out for a extended amount, which he was very uh, helpful in this past game against uh, New Orleans for the South Championship. So it was it was kind of a rocky uh, uh, season with injuries, but we had people that stu- stood up and actually made it to uh, actually became leaders on our team that we didn't expect. Well, next man up mentality is a huge thing in football. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, it's great. It's great that your guys down there uh, ended up pulling that off and really embraced next man up mentality, and that's that's what wins you championships. Yeah. I mean, you know, we aren't there yet, but uh, you guys are going to be playing this weekend. So. Unfortunately, you don't want to say it like that. Yeah, really no. Up on all the injuries. Yeah, well, and, you know, once again, that's where stars are born, too, right? So, uh, same thing with Birmingham. They, uh, it, it has a lot to do with the coaching, the playbook, and everything else. And, you know, for you guys down there, it seems like they're they're pretty solid. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Right. Okay. So, number four, you covered the Stallions from the sidelines this past weekend on Sunday when we were doing doing our thing with the Edmonton Elf. Uh what was the atmosphere down there? Uh, what was it like down there for the conference championship? And how was your experience covering that game? Yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, I haven't seen anything like this since uh, it was actually the first uh, season, the game one. So it was that was uh, the most people I've actually seen at Protective Stadium uh, since it's been nice. built. It's only been there for a couple of years now. So, um, but it's. Pretty, it's pretty intense. It was uh, crazy to see the city come together and actually uh, support a team like this. Because right. in the past we've had issues with uh, people coming out and stuff like that, which we were afraid of because of last year with uh, how few attendance we had uh, with the right. other teams other than the Stallions. Of course, we had people for the Stallions, but. Uh, it was almost dead for the rest of the teams, but it seems like they're starting to come out here and actually support Birmingham sports again. No, that's good, and it, it's funny that you mentioned that because even um, this past weekend at the Edmonton Elks tailgate, what was very, very interesting is we had a guy from Birmingham, Alabama, pretty much, uh, I believe, or he's from Alabama, I'm not sure exactly where. Uh, his name is Ron Montgomery. If you're listening, shout out Ron. He's awesome. And he swung by, and at the tailgate, he was like, hey, man, I, I'm a little bit, uh, I feel a little bit guilty because I'm not at the Birmingham Stallions right, game. Because that was <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's hilarious. I actually, one of our athletes for Shotgun Sports is down there, like, on the field right now at the sideline. So it was really, really good. Uh, really stoked to see him, but thought of you instantly, right? So yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's, yeah. And I mean, even now with us, we're trying to still make things, right? Trying to get that involvement in the community. Get yeah. Now we can see that it's not necessarily just an Edmonton problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, and down there in the USFL. Uh, Special appearance by Vera. The USFL, uh, they they do a lot of hub games, right? So a lot of their stuff is hub based. So uh, you know they'll have a couple teams calling or calling one place home. 
So that's kind of the system that, and even last year, it was all based out of Birmingham, right? So Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I've... Sorry. There's actually been rumors floating around. Uh, I meant to actually ask uh, Daryl Johnson, the, ex- the uh, vice president of the uh, football operations, but uh, to give me a official thing, but um, statement. Right. However, the rumor floating around is everybody's supposed to be at their home uh, nice. uh, stadiums by next year. Perfect. No, I, I, that's, that would be better for the USFL. Obviously, they have to make money. They have to kind of steamroll that project or snowball it, right? So, um, good for them. They did open it up this year as well. And even uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson, MVP of the uh, New Orleans uh, Bay Breakers? Breakers. Breakers, yeah, Breakers. So, yeah, he was in the CFL last year. He was in the Grey Cup game. And Chad Kelly replaced him uh, in that game because of injuries. So, and also replaced the starting quarterback for uh, the Argos. <laughs> so uh, there is parallels from the CFL to the USFL, and yeah, of course even the NFL and the XFL. But uh, well, USFL, you talk about the NFL. Nah. Well, you talk about the NFL. I mean, um, uh, oh, uh, MBT, and uh, you know I'm a big uh, Vikings fan. So right. you know MBT and uh, Coach DiFilippo were actually uh, worked together. At Minnesota, so oh wow, he was okay. actually yeah, he was actually one of our uh, coordinators, and uh, MBT was actually a backup quarterback for us. No way, there you go. The more you know, the more you didn't know, the more you didn't know, didn't know. and uh, well, I mean, even Mike Riley, right, my favorite uh, WESL, he, right. he was he was backup to uh, Aaron Rodgers in the training camp. So Kai Loxley, uh, uh, he was a preseason NFL quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. So you right. do have a lot of those yeah. guys that move from the preseason or, or practice roster, training camp, um, all of that. They do kind of move around and, you know, uh, if you don't make it to the NFL, you're probably knocking uh, on the door of the USFL or the CFL. Uh, all right, last question is, how do you think the Birmingham Stallions are going to do this weekend? Um, I don't want to jinx it. However, um, I believe that the championship was actually determined this past weekend because I'll give the I'll give New Orleans Breakers the uh, my credit, man. They they played all out and they they actually uh, other than the game this past Sunday. Um, they've actually been one of the best teams uh, in the league. So, I mean, i got to give them the credit. But um, Pittsburgh, I think they, they've come a long way. They went from not winning many games to coming on a stretch now. So, I was impressed because in the North Division, it was – it was win or go home in the last the last week, so uh, it was pretty it was pretty interesting to see how that wrapped up. But I think I, I do believe that the uh, our defense will step up, especially with uh, Brian Allen. He's been such a great leader, and now that Scooby Wright's back, he's definitely going to be them two are going to be stepping up our defense against uh, their 
quaking offense there. Nice. Well, and even, you know, you were talking about that Breakers game. Earlier on in the season, MBT and the Breakers ended up beating the Stallions. And then in that uh, last playoff game there this last weekend, you guys absolutely destroyed the Breakers. So that's also a big indicator of how much they've improved. They're in, you know, prime playoff shape right now. And they, they won that game. Uh, what was the score on that game again, Ryan? Um, it was 47 to, I think, 24. Yeah, it was a, basically a blowout. So, it was a, it was that you guys had like two or three more touchdowns. Well, we split with them uh, during the season, which, ironically, it uh, Birmingham was the hub for both teams. So, <laughs> ironically, <laughs> ironically, the home game for Birmingham, we lost. Uh-huh. The home game for New Orleans, we won. So it was like we split, but it was like we won it away, and they won away. So it was kind of ironic there. So maybe a CFL team should use Commonwealth as like you know a second home, and then we can do the (laughs) same thing. And you know maybe maybe we get that home. It will still count. Well, everybody said that we won the uh, the championship last year because oh y'all were at home for all the games. Well, we weren't this year. Yeah. So we, you can't really use that against us now. So it was kind of great to actually prove and validate that, hey, that's not why we won last year. We were just the better team. Totally. Well, and so far, based on that last game, the last uh, you know score, uh, you guys, I would say that you guys are well on your way. So we're definitely going to be cheering for the Birmingham Stallions this weekend. Uh uh, what day is it on? Is it Sunday or it should be Sunday, right? It's Sunday. Uh, no, yeah. it's Saturday. Actually, oh, I'm Saturday. sorry. Okay. It's actually on Saturday, the first. Okay. So, yeah. So you up here because uh, I know that we have our Canada Day game for the CFL, yeah. but uh, Saturday is Canada Day, so we automatically block everything off. Yeah, yeah we don't believe anything happens on Saturday. <laughs> uh, We're not aware here. of anything else, but yeah, only Canada, <laughs> only Canada. <laughs> Uh, no, all right. Well, guys, yeah. this was awesome. Thank That's about so all much. the time that we have. Thank you, Ryan, for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Yeah, thanks a ton, Ryan. Uh, this was awesome. We hope your stallions win. Go stallions! And uh, we have a Elks win. yeah, go we're gonna Elks. go ahead and pray for those Edmonton <laughs> yeah, Elks tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, green and gold seance. No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> players to watch for tomorrow: Daggy, Jared Daggy, uh, new quarterback. Um, Forbes Monblow. I'm gonna keep my eye out on him because he has chemistry with Daggy right now. Um, Purifoy. I hope Purifoy uh, gets a couple more of that uh, Pennywise mask. Ha ha! Was that <laughs> just money? Um, and then other than that, that uh, uh, make sure you get your tickets for the Canada Cup. Canada Cup You're going down soon. Well. Uh, we'll blow it up. We'll send you links, whatever information that we have. Uh, if you're interested in watching that, yep, you should definitely get her over there. Commonwealth and put field for the semis for the quarter and semifinals. Yep. So make sure you do that. And I'll be with that. Guys, my name <laughs> is Scout. This I'm is Kathy. Kathy, and our special guest Ryan. Thank you once again, Ryan, for joining us today, and thank you to the viewers for watching this. And we will catch you all next time on a new episode of The Elks Call.
Thanks again, guys. Cheers.